0: Alright, uh, this room may uh, look familiar to Fumble fans if you've been uh, keeping up with my episodes. First of all, hit the subscribe button. Um, this is episode 105. Yeah, click the subscribe. Do it now. Did you do it? Okay, good. Uh, I'm uh, I'm your host, Pej the Maniac. You can follow me on all uh, platforms as Pej the Maniac, P-E-J, and then the maniac spelled just like that. Uh, and I also act like that. Um, my tour dates are up now on my Instagram and TikTok, so uh, check that out uh, to see if I'm in your city for my stand-up uh, appearances and I appreciate you very much so yes, uh, as you can see up, up here, by the Grape of God we're back for part two if you haven't checked out episode 101 yet, uh, shame on you you should, go back check that episode out, okay um, and then That was with uh, Kevin and Sean. And then now we're going to do part two and we're uh, doing it in two parts. This one and the first one is with (laughs) assistant director uh, involved in casting and co-producer for By the Grape of God, Connor Austin. Give him a follow uh, at OKConnor underscore on all social media platforms and you see the Instagram on the screen. Connor, welcome. Please do. My ratio
1: is terrible right now. <laughs> Hi, Pesh. How are you?
0: Good, man. Thanks for joining me uh, or thanks for allowing. Sh- uh, Sean is uh, off camera, but uh, he's allowed us in his home for uh, this second part to this amazing uh, film that's in the works right now. So tell me a little about how you got involved with By the Grape of God.
1: Yeah, so it really all started probably a while a few months ago, really when I first met Sean. Um, I met Sean uh, back in Identity School of Acting, as some of you guys may know. And um, while we were there, we just started to actually grow close because we realized we both really um, liked engaging with the industry in the same way. Mm We are both very... um, Forward thinkers, and we're very, very adamant about getting the job done that we want to get done once we set our mind to it. Right. And so then, eventually, after some time, it came around that he reached out to me and was like, "I would like to include you in the director pool for this." And I was just like, "Okay, absolutely interesting. I would love to." And then I got it. I saw the script, uh, read it through, and I was just like, "This is a really good project. This is a really nice project, and it's really funny." And that was when I was just like, "I really do want to try to be involved with this." Um, and now I'm assistant director. After going through sort of the whole interview process, um, I think this is where I needed to end up, yeah. and I'm really excited to sort of be on this side of it. Because I've done directing stuff um, that's a little bit more on the creative end, and I'm excited to kind of be more on the logistical side and helping making this you know, happen
0: that's awesome that's awesome. what did it what did he put you through do you have to like climb mountains to i had to the, climb
1: a mountain yeah. um i had to do the iron man like physical fitness test man. yeah you know yeah. it was a lot of stuff not um it <laughs> was just like a you know typical like pitch deck that kind of stuff showing him what my idea of what it would look like is yeah. and how i would want to go about doing it and um it was a nice really long uh, it was like probably an hour or so conversation with uh sean marissa and kevin yeah all three of them is kind of the executive producers And it was good. And yeah, yeah, then they got back to me a few weeks later and was like, yeah, we're going to have you as assistant director. Let's
0: go. That's great, man. I'm glad to. uh, I have nothing to do with this film. I'm (laughs) just uh, the guy that kind of just threw himself in the mix as far as being able to have the honor of meeting all of you and and being able to talk to you guys about the film. Um, uh, Please support follow by the Grip of God um, on Instagram as well um, and keep up with all of their uh, upcoming uh, updates. Um, so you're a writer, producer, actor, and director. Um, what don't you do?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I realized that one of the things that I really, 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 really don't like to do on set is I can't really get involved with production design. And I've been trying to learn camera. Mm. I've really been trying to learn camera. But as far as the actual technical parts of what you need yeah. to operate the camera, I don't think that's. I'm don't think i ever going to be a cinematographer. Gotcha. And I don't think I'm ever going to specifically focus in like a PD direction or anything like that. Um, but I certainly like interacting with those departments sure so it's like you know you kind of got to know where your strengths are and what you're really good at what you can bring to the table and where you kind of have to defer to somebody else bring in your input but defer to someone who maybe has worked with these different cameras and knows how to talk a little bit better about the iso rate and yeah yeah
0: that's yeah listen that's um i'm right there with you the technical side of all this just even editing something as simple Mm. as this for me like it takes a lot of discipline for me to be able to actually sit down and do it i i like yourself, I'd rather be in front of the camera, or I, or or sure. write the write the story or direct it even, which I haven't done yet. But I'm done like some more self-tape stuff that I've directed, but like mm-hmm. just it's just me in the scene. Um, but that's that's uh, you're going after your strengths, man. Um, what you. what got you into all this? What got you into film? What got you into like? What age did you see yourself be like? I think I want to do this
1: it's been it's been a whole journey to get to there
0: that's why i asked i'd say (laughs) like
1: i probably started off wanting to be a dancer like one of my earliest memories is literally just like going through and learning choreography off of music videos when i was like maybe seven eight nine and throughout most of actually my middle school high school time i was doing a lot of dance i was actually directing some stage performances we had this one really big night called i night and we were selling out like two thousand seat stadiums or um theaters uh for like a matinee and the final performance three days in a row and they would go out in like five minutes like wow. not even playing and it was so much fun getting to sort of orchestrate or help orchestrate that show i would do like maybe choreograph and like direct six of those performances and then i would be in about 11 total i was really i was doing a lot
0: that's good i
1: was doing a lot and so but during that whole time i was actually mainly pretty uh pursuing stem so I was in a technology and science magnet school. I studied neuroscience in high school. Then I went off to college and I did bioengineering first at University of Illinois. And then I was just like, I don't, kind of, I don't really wanna do this anymore. I had just been to uh, brought out to LA by a talent agent the summer before I went to college, actually, mm-hmm. for dance. And I was like, I love the entertainment industry. And so then I had to compromise with my parents, and then we found uh, computer engineering with an audio focus. So it's actually really fun getting to see like the actual behind the scenes of the audio engineering stuff here. Cause oh, yeah. This used to be my thing. Oh, okay. Um, with plugging in, I can't even remember the names of them. <laughs> so but
0: you're, you're probably like, you did all of this incorrectly. No, you did it all <laughs> perfectly. You did Thank it all you. perfectly. Because
1: especially with Logic, I know that can be a little difficult with getting the recording.
0: Oh, my God. And these mics man these mics yes. are like the volume uh, like as you saw i i reached in here and i was turning you up and turning me down because you know I'm, I'm i scream i guess because it just picked up everything and <laughs> it's like, a
1: very projecting a projecting voice very strong <laughs> i
0: don't even need this no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah no that's cool though man um, yeah and so, then yeah
1: pretty much like and then I'll, I'll get to the end basically uh i did gymnastics found i injured myself and then that pretty much cut me off from there oh. Uh, Tore my ACL, and then I was like, all right, I really have to find something new. And I had been starting to do acting um, around that time, and then acting became this way to sort of be in touch with myself in this new space. It was kind of like dancing in a way, it's performative, Mm -hmm. but you are really getting in touch with who you are, which is what I think I needed at the time. And then from there, I ended up coming out to LA for conservatory. I was accepted into the Identity School of Acting. And then I just lucked into getting accepted to this Yale program for directing, a directing intensive. Cause I had been, I was really using it as a chance to develop my understanding of directing before I shot my short later that year. And then I was there and I was with all these other directors. And it was like, like, oh no 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 I'm I'm one of you like I'm supposed to be like this is kind of where I want to be yeah yeah yeah. and so that was really cool from there realizing like okay the reason why I don't just want to act and why I also want to engage from it this side is because I do want to be a director and directing is so similar to acting it's different right but it's so similar and um, that was pretty much how I ended up where I am now pursuing it really really directly
0: man that's incredible. Um, so you came from Illinois?
1: Came from well, we bounced on I'm actually born in Oakland. Oakland Born in Oakland, grew up in the DMV, and then I went to school out in uh, Illinois.
0: You're kidding me. Nope. DMV, DC, yep. Maryland, Virginia. Yep, I grew yep. up in Maryland, man. Hey, what, yeah. what part of Maryland? Uh, Montgomery County. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, what's up? Yeah, what part what part were you?
1: I was like I was in Nova. I was in um okay. Woodbridge area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Nova,
0: man. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Um, yeah, man I left, you know, it's funny, because I live, you said Oakland, and I live in Sacramento. Okay, but So it's not that far, about an hour and a half, yeah. Um, there was a big rivalry just recently, Kings yes, and the Warriors, yeah. <laughs> yes, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you are a Warriors. You, uh, I am. Yeah. Well, you grew
1: up, you know, when your dad takes you to the basketball games, yeah, yeah. you are required to support that Team for the rest of your life.
0: I have to take my dad to the sport. He's like, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter. But no, uh, (laughs) but that's good though. Uh, My uncle was that for me, you know, and and that's in DC area. But so I grew up a Bulls fan uh, from Iran where I was born and then uh, just kind of stuck with them through all the shitty days. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got tricked. And then I moved to Sacramento in three that was the last year Kings did anything really special. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm actually leaving Sacramento and they're good again. So it was my fault, basically, is what I'm saying. No, not
1: <laughs> even. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, but anyway, congrats hey, to maybe. the Warriors. The Warriors beat the Kings in, in seven games. It was a great series. But yeah. uh, um, going back to uh, your love for, for this industry and, and how you, you kind of discovered it after gymnastics, can I ask how you got that injury?
1: Oh gosh, so I I had already had a meniscus issue in oh, high school, yeah. just when I tore it, partially tore it for the first time, yeah. then I partially tore it again over the summer, so I had surgery on it in August, oh, man. came back around october is when i was starting to pick up again and then i just it was one of the best routines of my life like the best first two passes i'd ever done in my life and then on the easiest pass just my leg went in and then i oh. tore my meniscus and my acl oh man and that was it
0: yeah she man. was over
1: ah um and you know it's funny because every now and then i'll still like try to return to the gym and see if, like i can still do back tuck okay yeah, yeah. I can still do a back flip yeah but um I still have problems with my knee. Um, even yesterday, if I sit in crisscross too long, even sitting like this is actually going to affect it later. But oh, man. Whatever. You didn't,
0: so you never got the operation on it?
1: No, 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 I did. Oh, but it's I still did. after. Yeah. I did. Um, because it was a really big tear in an area that I'd already had surgery. I had surgery on it twice before I even had to go in for surgery for my ACL.
0: Oh, wow. And it was
1: all on this knee. Every single one was on this knee. So it was just like, um, is she's a little torn up in here. Ugh. And I have to do my, um, I'm supposed to be doing rehab pretty much for the rest of my life, which gets exhausting. Of course. Um, the maintenance rehab that yeah. everybody really does kind of need to go through to take care of their bodies. Yeah. Um, it's really tedious. It's great
0: But and then you know it's it's insane because you see these athletes who who recover from that and then come mm-hmm. back and go like hard in the paint.
1: No, for real. <laughs> there's not. one of my friends from Australia, he's torn his ACL, I think three times. Jeez. He tore it at the world championships. Um oh, shout out to no. you, Clay. Love you, hope you're doing great. Um, but he just um he's still in the gym and he I think just got brought onto the team for the Commonwealth Championships. Man, yeah, in the all-around position. So he still has to do everything with that busted knee. And yeah. there's a lot of athletes, especially when when you get to that olympic level and right. olympic caliber right. caliber you realize a lot of people have to push through injuries like that and the amount of work that goes behind the scenes oh to keep god. you up to date
0: <laughs> dude it's a lot it's a lot that people don't see and don't yeah. appreciate how much work you guys have to put in truly um so bringing it back to the, uh by the grape of Excuse god you. yes yes again followed by the grape of god um at what point um, did you decide like and you read the you read this uh, you read the script you read um, you you talked to Sean you in What point were you like? I gotta be on this film
1: There's a moment towards the end that I really like because it just I like moments that just remind you how beautiful it is to be alive and how how hard it is to kind of push past really difficult things that can really hold you down to be yeah. like all right I'm re-emerging again yeah. and there's a moment that really touches that yeah. and I just love that and say so I think when I got to that one I was like okay I like it yeah I, like it. I want to be a part of that because yeah. it just resolves so well especially like you know you have the funny moments with the comedy especially right. you can do comedy and sort of not skate above it but do the comedic parts and never really have to touch in here yeah. because a part of it a part of it kind of does because you're laughing and now you're like oh i'm like i'm yeah, like into yeah. this but i like a little bit more of that bittersweetness mm. a little bit more of that there's a dig to it but that's the beauty of it because in life you have to hit here at some point so if you're not going to hit here and find your way back out yeah. it's like you're, you're going to get stuck here
0: and that's where the real is right that's where, where the, the real, real is in, and in it's the... so
1: easy to get stuck there
0: oh, dude so easy yep. so easy yeah um yeah i mean art emulates life man yeah uh, or, or vice versa Man, that's that's amazing. Um, so, uh, is there any updates with with the film that
1: that you? Yeah, okay. we're um we're in the middle of casting right now, okay. which has been really really fun. I think we're at around seven eight thousand auditions or oh submissions. Yeah, um and there's some really great talent, really really great talent. So um one of my favorite parts about going through the casting process is you see how many actors in LA are working. Yeah, and you realize also how many actors in LA have been working. Mm. Seeing some of the people who are still self submitting themselves, um and their agents maybe aren't submitting them or their agents are as well. But seeing the people who are self-submitting, who I've seen them on TV, yeah. I know their name, I know their faces and they're wanting to be a part of this or they're just wanting to work. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, this is the reality of the industry. Yeah. It's hard to be an actor, but there's, there's, cause one, there's so many people wanting to do it, yeah. but it's just like, you can't do it if you don't want it if you don't love it right you can't do it if you don't love it because you do have to beat out you know two thousand other people and you have to do it when you've already got one two three four five roles that are technically good yeah but you know what there's about 10 other people who have the same exact uh resume as you
0: oh man with different
1: projects yeah different credits how do you stand out exactly yeah you yeah, know yeah,
0: yeah and uh for me um, it's always been about competing but competing with myself exactly not not with others because that'll drive you mad Yeah quick because how
1: long have you been acting? I just realized. uh,
0: I mean I did I, I as a kid okay. I was I did some you know theater stuff. I, I was mostly a musician growing up really so yeah I was a vocalist and uh, yeah, I've been singing since four and then uh, they love singing. singing yeah, it's great It's great man um, and I use that for my stand-up and and uh, you know for for the proper POVs and you know trying to get that good right angle on the story you know Mm -hmm. Uh, for example I did a I I did a little self tape recently um, it's about a story that's a true uh, crime story in Sacramento okay it was a homeless guy who was schizophrenic um, who was lost actually he uh, Mm -hmm. he had walked he had somehow journeyed across the country from he had uh, lost touch with his family um, and he had lost I don't want to make this mistake. I believe he was from uh, Colombia. I want to say Colombia. He was Colombian and he started in Louisiana and he ended up in Sacramento. So just Mm. to give you a (laughs) um, and what? What? that? Well, he's schizophrenic. So what ended up happening is they see him and and there's a project that was happening where one of uh, one of the Social workers was trying to help all the uh, people that didn't have a home Mm -hmm. and kind of understand their story and he was one of them Um, and what ends up happening is he uh, uh, He ends up Going into a safe house Okay But it wasn't really a safe house and that's the story because the lady who ran that safe house ended up being a serial killer yeah so it's a crazy insane no, story uh the serial killer's name was um dorothy puente and uh there's an episode on netflix about her on worst roommate ever and i believe it's the first episode so worst roommate ever. yeah worst wow. roommate ever exactly that's a title so anyway i, I reenacted his him, his life yeah um and it was all silent i didn't say one word mm-hmm. it was like gibberish and and um it was really just a show that there was good in him, but he was just a lost soul. And I exactly. really enjoyed that. I love comedy, but I love digging deep into some drama yeah.
1: roles as well. And we need like stories like that. Cause especially right now with how the homeless crisis is expanding across the country. Yeah, yeah. And it feels sometimes that people's, can treat homeless people as a bit more expendable mm-hmm. and i've just never it, it's so sad because it's often like that where somebody's just looking for help but there's a person like a serial killer or um, you know thing. i was about to use a mini sorry i'm trying to keep this a little bit pg for <laughs> you long, don't okay. have to it's
0: fine my audience. um, um yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know
1: they're um <laughs> serial killers and rapists and people who are actually wanting to um view these people as lower and therefore want to get out of them what they want, Mm. which can be really, really detrimental for people who don't have a safe haven to go to, That's right. who don't have money to go to the doctor afterwards to make sure they're okay, who don't have money to have food. So they have to go and ask this person and follow them. It's just like these people are really so, um, they've been put into this really precarious situation and there's not much help out, but the actual dangers only elevate. So it's just, it's good that you're being a part of stories I just like I just too. like
0: yeah I've always been a, a major fan of true stories and in, mm-hmm. in, in the film industry and and even documentaries and uh, yeah I, I feel like there's that connection I can I can understand it from an actor standpoint so yeah. I just lean on my strengths like you are and um, any other projects you're working on currently
1: Oh yeah. Always. If anyone needs any, anybody who knows me knows that I always have a number of projects at any point. Um, I, there are some things that I kind of can't talk about technically cause I am taking them to certain sure, places, sure, sure. but, um, I, I, there's, there's actually one story that, I, you know, it kind of is along this line too, that I've been, um, playing with for a while called August. That's actually really, really special to me. Okay. And it's one that's sort of an indie sort of Sundance ultimately features the vibe mm. and it's just following a um, person, a trans man who is now a DJ at a local, just really, really local bar mm-hmm. and having to get back in touch with their old life that they actually ran away from. Cause there's still many, many trans people, especially you know, with the how trans um, issues are today. Um, there are many trans people who are not accepted in their homes and who end up running away. Wow! And the story is following their sort of plight of having to like, what's the word, grapple with whether or not they really wanna engage with the life they left behind. Right. Even when it's like the circumstances here are really, really like pressing and yeah. really, really calling. It's like, is it worth me to look back to these people who maybe didn't look at me with any respect right. or with any love and to try to engage again? Is it worth doing that? Um, Because I think it's a question a lot of um, queer people, LGBTQ plus people Mm -hmm. do. I didn't have to do that, thankfully, because I had really great parents, a really great support system. I was super, super lucky. But I knew people who excommunicated themselves from their families or had tricky periods where they didn't talk to their families. Um, Sometimes with me being involved and brought into the situation. um, And it's just like there's no reason for us to still be stuck on this now oh my gosh but we are so it's yeah. like we have to keep telling the stories until people are wet re- reeling and ready to get on board with the fact that we're all just people
0: Do that that part man that part like, we're all human beings don't forget it like literally you know just uh people have different religious beliefs people have different mm-hmm. uh ideologies people have all types of life choices it's a free Country and it should be a free world. Truly. uh, Which, you know, uh, I'll get into later regarding my motherland of Iran. But Mm. um, it's. uh,
1: Yeah, because especially just the complexity of the universe that we live in, the complexity of this thing, just it's so much bigger than us that I just am surprised by the conversations we kind of latch onto.
0: Willful ignorance is comfortable, and a lot of people yes. don't want to be uncomfortable. That's so, so true. And, and that's, that's so true. That's part of part of the problem. Yep. Uh, but I have hope on the younger generation, and oh, for sure. and, and I think mental evolution is taking place. Um, and and you know, uh, and I'm not sorry about this, but and it's not you know, it's just uh, they were the products of their upbringing, the, the older generations, right? They mm-hmm. it was a lot less sensitive. Right, it was a lot less empathetic yes. towards uh, difference. Right? Yes, difference, and and every generation, it, we're getting more and more, as the kids call it, woke. But yeah. you know, but we're, it's like
1: people are more willing to talk about it. Yeah, and like that because you have to talk about a situation because they're not afraid. It. Exactly. They're not afraid anymore. They, exactly. They'd rather
0: have information, and information is power. Exactly. and information is unity ultimately because yeah. we realize it's all bullshit. It's everything we, we think is different is really not. It's just, you know, you like a gray hat, they like a
1: green hat, and that's okay. Exactly. You, know you don't have I? to wear the green hat. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll take the green hat. Yeah.
1: yeah come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Celtics fans, I'm not a Celtics <laughs> <fan>. uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Well, um, Connor, it's a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it. Uh, again, follow OKConnor underscore on all social media uh, platforms and uh, uh, support his projects. And... Um, by the grape of god it's it's a special one and it's coming soon yep. um this is the end of the first part of this uh episode stay tuned for comb kill donston he's coming up next bye y'all all right guys um we are now sitting with comb kill donston um follow him on instagram at c uh director of By the Grape of God um, and he's directed uh, Peace Be With You, uh, which was his BFA thesis and I want to talk more about that and, and that, uh, that short film won Best Short Comedy at Scout Film Festival. Uh, writer, director, and sometimes actor, he mentioned <laughs> comb killed Donston. Welcome, man, to Fumble Thank Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Really. absolutely. great to be here. I'm no, there. man, uh, I'm honored to be a part of this uh, by force. And uh, <laughs> I'm uh, going to keep coming back here until Sean changes his uh, address. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, by the grip of God, let's start there, man. Um, how did you uh, discover it? How did the meetings go and and how did you ultimately decide to take this on
2: yeah um i was very fortunate uh i got to be a part of it because of connor actually um i met connor at a yale directing program which was great and we just you know really hit it off i was planning to move out to la at the time so we were talking a lot about that and we were talking about our love for movies and stuff and so in like those like 10 days we were together we got very close and then when i moved out here I was like, "Hey, let's you know, let's meet up." And we had been sending each other our writing stuff and talking notes and that sort of thing. So we met up, and Connor was like, "Hey, I, there's this uh, film that I'm you know being asked to be considered for directing, and I think it's right in your alley. I think it's something that you would enjoy. Um, can I, you know, can I put your name in for consideration?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. would never. Why would I say no to that?" <laughs> um, and so Connor sent my stuff to sean and marissa and kevin and then uh they you know liked it and sent me the script and i read it and i mean it really connor wasn't wrong it's everything i like right it's um i love comedies i love things with religious undertones Mm -hmm. um peace be with you it kind of lives in a similar vein and area so i was like yeah this is totally it and um i interviewed for felt like a little while and I was very lucky that they asked me to be the director that's amazing man it was a no-brainer to say yes yeah once
0: they they said that (laughs) that's great um and do uh do you um favor writing or directing comedy specifically or
2: do you do you have experience or do you have liking on other genres as well yeah I mean I love all genres like I, I think the thing is is what I would say is my initial directing sensibilities come from comedy, yeah. and that's because those were the movies I was watching the most as a like as a kid yeah. with my family. That was the stuff that like when I was doing theater, I was always the comedic role. so I love the comedic side of things. But then, as I you know fell more and more in love with movies and TV shows, it you know it expands and it's like, oh well, I would love to do horror someday and I would <sighs> love to do this and like the most. Recent thing I just did a few weekends ago was actually a superhero short film, and so we had to do a like a whole fight choreography piece, and we had to do you yeah. know, a, um, stunts and that sort of thing, and that was really fun because I had never done something like that, and I'm a huge comic book fan, so it's like what yeah, I can yeah. I love scratching all the areas, but the thing that I always come back to is comedy, and it's like no matter what the genre is, you're always looking for the little bits of comedy in there because it is the like tension yeah. release that yeah. happens in something that you know is so that can be so dark and heavy so um i always love comedy and man
0: I that's come cool what were some of the what were some
2: films or or shorts that you grew up uh yeah admiring? oh my gosh there's so many um i a big inspiration for this movie is Waking Ned Divine*, And, and the reason I talk about that one is because that's a movie I watched with my grandparents mm. that they showed to me. And I remember my grandparents both howling, laughing, watching the movie. <laughs> and so I, it was infectious. Um, I love Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, it, yeah. That is my um, go-to comfort movie. Scott Pilgrim is a classic. I remember seeing it in theaters. My aunt took me to see it. I was way too young to go see this movie in theaters, but it was like the coolest moment of my life. I was like,
1: oh, I
2: um, so I think, I think those are the three, three big ones. And I the a short film actually, because I love talking about my short films because they don't get enough love, but uh, I, is a short film called the answers. I remember seeing it in high school and it like changed my world like i was like whoa because yeah. it's it's nothing crazy production value wise but like it's so perfectly edited and that's sort of when i had like that moment of like oh wow sound is really important and like and the way that things are edited and comedic timing is really important even in something that's as short as like seven minutes yeah so uh that was really cool so yeah dude that's cool
0: uh i uh yeah napoleon dynamite as you were mentioning great film i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out this what style of comedy that is because i know there is a name for it i just
2: yeah it's it's like it's not dry it's like it's like cringe dry awkward but it's also like it's just kind of just bizarre there's just like (laughs) some really weird stuff that happens in it when they're like um, the sequence where they're, they're like taste testing the milk. And you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> and it's so perfect. It's... Yeah.
0: You know what? I grew up one of the films I really liked growing up when I shouldn't have watched it when I was nine. But it was called Basketball. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I <laughs> know uh, exactly what you're
2: talking yeah, about. Yeah, remember that?
0: Oh, man. Uh, it's Trey Parker and um, the guys who make uh, sophomore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, but it's a great movie. It's yeah. a
0: great movie. And uh, it forever scarred me, but uh, in a good way. Because <laughs> I was
2: just like, this that's what good comedy does. It, it scars you forever. Yeah, and but, I was
0: like, I'm not supposed to be watching this, but my parents don't understand titles of films so or, <laughs> or, or descriptions. Um, they also made me watch Chucky at three and a half years old. So, oh, you know, man. It's, <laughs>
2: Dude, I, I remember like, that we had a blockbuster, and I couldn't go into the basement of the blockbuster because horror was right down the steps. Oh. And they had always had this massive child's play like <laughs> yeah. cardboard cutout and like, yeah. like, like whole thing. Yeah. And I couldn't go downstairs. I would close my eyes, and my dad would have to lead me by my neck because I would always want to go to the sci fi section, which was right next yeah. to it. And he was, and I would close my eyes. I couldn't do it for years right. i couldn't i could not do it now I'm, now i'm fine <laughs> yeah i laugh in the face of chucky so I'm,
0: uh, that's good mm. uh, i still cry no um <laughs> well it, it, to be fair it was chucky one so his face wasn't all fucked up yet yeah so like it wasn't like chucky. it was smooth yeah yeah. yeah he, he still had just shaved yeah yeah uh, it was not like chucky 17 where you know his whole face was missing yeah um but yeah my parents was like oh this must be a kid's film but yeah so anyway but um no, the comedy is great. Uh, baseball, um, I also liked um, Nacho
2: Libre is a classic. Oh, uh, same yeah. director as Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, cl- so good. Jack Black and anything. is. Yeah. Just... And I'm glad they didn't make a sequel. Yeah. I'm, I'm... It makes me sad that he doesn't get to work enough because both of his movies became just like cult classics sort of. And they didn't have this but like i'm like they're flawless they're oh two God. flawless films i know they're perfect but it's i'm glad that there's no sequels right, here, so right. That's, no that's yeah well think. they d- dumb and dumber was one of the greatest in my opinion as far
0: mm-hmm. as comedies and then they ruined it with the sequel yep. the sequel was like they're they're like 80 years old now like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not that's funny and they repeated it they
2: like recycled the same yeah. jokes like
0: come on you know like, yeah
2: there's a big trap uh with Uh, comedy sequels for sure yeah because it's usually just like oh repeat what you did last time i mean my like key example of that is always ghostbusters yeah every time every time i watch a ghostbuster sequel i'm like well it's just the first one again (laughs) is it right just like they're like ah, we're in a little bit of a new location and there's a new big creature and i'm like yeah okay (laughs) like but
0: it's fun i guess okay which films which uh
2: franchises do you feel in comedy did it correctly with their sequence sequence oh, i think the hangover does a good job okay i think the hangover always sure. uh, like and i know people are always like the third one's not that good and i slightly disagree i actually think it's quite a good trilogy um yeah oh man there's not many though well, let me throw this ones. at you what about police academy you remember those police academy they do do a good job yeah. i haven't thought about police academy in ages and wow. yeah well it's aged yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very old yeah but police academy that's good the naked gun is always funny right i mean pink panther movies i think are are really good yeah I. it's it's tough though pink panther is like it's always a different story because it's always a different mystery so it's like those ones sure that always sort of works um but it's not many it, like because i'm always like okay yeah caddyshack has a sequel that wasn't good airplane yeah. has a sequel that wasn't good I don't know. It's just oftentimes Harold and Kumar movies. Those are funny. Oh, yeah. I like the Harold and Kumar Harold movies. And Kumar I think those good. are really fun.
0: Yeah. The, um What I was when one, one uh, style of comedy that they tried for like 10 years, um which it was kind of like the parody comedy, which was yes right. Like oh, the, wow.
2: with the scary movies, scary or, movie, epic movie, epic, action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where they those.
0: would just make fun of, all the films that were just out in yeah the last... that came out that
2: year yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah, wow they worked for a while but you know i feel like they lost their taste yeah it was definitely a weird period of time where yeah. that was, those were really popular i mean i remember i remember watching those movies when they would come out yeah wow oh so gosh. what what at what point did you decide i want to start like you you saw that you have you have what it takes to yeah. recreate your own version of all of this. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever thought that thought exactly, but I, 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 I had been an actor for a long time doing mostly theater, mostly yeah. theater and musical theater. and there was a point when I recognized, because I grew up right near um, right across from New York. I grew up in Hoboken, New Jersey. So okay, all my friends who I were all in the theater scene, were going and rushing shows on the weekend. Like, that's what they would do. Yeah. They would get up early. They would go into the city. They would all wait out and get, like, $15 tickets to whatever was on yeah. that week that they really want to see. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that because I was like, I want to go to the movies. And so I was always going every Sunday. It was like my uh, weekly allowance was I could go and see a movie with my brother. And yeah. so we would go. I mean, I saw everything like the most like some of the most ridiculous stuff you could see I went and saw it but I then was like oh I really like movies and that's what I want to do and, and I was like oh so I'll, I'll be an actor in movies yeah and then I was like I don't like the directors that I'm working with at all I couldn't mm. I as I got older I was like I you don't understand the way that I operate or the way that this can be done in a more interesting exciting way and so that slowly turned into well I think I should be directing stuff. I think I should be the one that's calling these shots and doing that sort of thing. And so that all just kind of happened hand in hand, right towards the end of high school. And then I started making short films and doing projects that had media in it. And I went to school for it. And then then once I went to college, that's when I was really like, okay, I can, I can do this. I was like, I can, I can do this. It's going to be hard and it's going to be a really long journey, but I, I definitely think I can do it. And how was the support system? Great. I mean, I'm I I you know I say it out of any blessings in my life. Really, it mom, dad, and my brother, who's also in the arts, mm-hmm. have really supported me and his journey. Um, none of my family, not my close family, not my extended family, nobody's in the arts. It's just me and my brother, and we have always been supported and uplifted to do it and yeah. to keep doing it yeah. and uh people are always excited and always thrilled about new projects and this is what's going on in my life and all that that's stuff. great so. man
0: that's fortunate and then the clarity to have that in high school you know like you know i i know i didn't have the clarity in high school you know like i i didn't even <clears throat> take music seriously up until mm-hmm. like 17 yeah right <laughs> but my parents it's, were like yeah it's
2: a hard thing because i don't know if you like i, I feel like at that age, and I saw it with a lot of my friends at that age, and I always felt a bit odd about it. Was because I felt so sure. Yeah. Like you always have that. You always have the little doubts that you're like, oh, should I do this? Right. Oh, of I'm not going to make any money doing this. But like, the I, support like, helped. I bet the support definitely helped, yeah. and it was really, I think that that pushed me to be like, no, this is what I want to do, because they were like, you love movies, like yeah. you uh, you watch anything. You could watch a white screen. That was the joke. My mom would always make it. She's like, you could sit there and be happy yeah. watching snow fall on a white screen. And I was like, yeah. Um, and it's just cause like, I, I loved it so much that I was like, I know this is exactly what I want to do, but you know, it also isn't, it isn't that way for everybody. And it's, it, there are people who are in college who are going through it. Mm-hmm. And, like I know people who started out and they were actors yeah. and they became sound people. Yeah. Like they're like, that yeah, yeah. was their journey and they are happier than anybody i know and i'm like it you know it's just it's just a thing in time and
0: we all we all have to find our lane right it's like the yeah. overall industry it's so easy to say oh i want to be in this industry but you don't really know where Absolutely. your niche is or where you know where your specific um, passions lie yeah. and that that takes but you got to do it to figure it out you have to sure. go you got to be willing to to
2: fall a little bit to really find your footing yeah and, and it uh, all stays with you yeah. right like it's like it's like even if you're even if you end up doing something crazy different, I, my, I always come back to musical theater while directing, like yeah. always, I, there was one time I was doing a project for class and I referenced *Lily Blonde, the musical and everybody on set burst out laughing. And they were like, how do you, like, how, how do you remember that? I'm like, you understand. I've been in that show twice. Like I've heard that soundtrack a million times. I can recite it like the back of my hand, yeah. but it works because then the moment we were doing in that bit and when i mentioned that the actor got it right away they were like okay i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and they and they nailed it and right so it's like it helps so much all that stuff and it helps to kind of go through that process like i love musical theater i would never have succeeded doing that but like yeah it stays with you yeah. right it stays all the stuff that you do it really builds to where you end up choosing to go yeah man it's great
0: it's yeah. great um
2: i'm happy to
0: and honored to have met you uh again everyone please go follow by the grip of god to stay up to date um the gofundme is still up i believe and uh so go ahead and support um this is going to be a hilarious project you don't want to miss this um and Colmkill is going to be the director um you saw we spoke with connor earlier uh, assistant director um it's exciting stuff man um Sean is the producer and uh, Kevin, the writer, we had on episode one hundred one. Go check that out. Uh, check
2: out one hundred one. Exactly,
0: exactly. If you watch to this point, you have to go now and watch uh, episode one hundred one. You're legally obligated. Legal, yeah. You've already signed. Like yes. I will come find you. That's right.
2: He's that's I, my other skill. Yeah.
0: His name is Comb Kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just learned today that's how his name is pronounced because uh, I wasn't born here or in Ireland, so I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah, I was in Ireland by the way, uh, not last winter, but the winter before. Yeah. Man, that was fun. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. Like the green.
2: Like I, I mean, they, like nowhere yeah. else. In yeah, the, world the Irish like...
0: green is real. And, and then uh, and
2: the security guards over there are like your best friends. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> they they do not care. I was there in high school and I was like sixteen. It was like and I walked up and my I was like. Hey, can I have like my first beer here? And my dad was like, yeah, absolutely. He was like, go order one. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm 16. <laughs> yeah. They didn't care. Walked up. I was like one Guinness. They were like, here, good luck. Enjoy. I'm Hilarious. Like, I went to the Guinness. Uh, what is
0: it? I think it's in Dublin. The, like the main yeah, factory. Yeah, the factory. Yeah. 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 Uh, I went with the like previous life when I was married still. I went with like the, the ex-wife's family over there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm straight edge. So I don't drink or smoke. I'm like I'm probably not going to have fun here. And then, and then the the um, the elder gentleman who was with us, he he was like, "I'll get you a drink." I'm like, "I don't drink." He's like, "Oh, it's okay. They have non-alcoholic." Like they didn't even like he didn't even it's like as if that's been yeah. They didn't like, even they didn't even phase it. him. He's like, "No, they have it." And then I was like, "Okay." And then the fun fact I found out about I- the Irish was that their uh it's like their top two favorite drinks is Guinness and then it's uh Heineken. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is not from there, right? It's no. from,
0: yeah. Heineken, I forgot where it's from because That's I'm right. not a drinker, so I don't know. But man, no, Ireland is fun. Um, uh, follow C. Donston on IG. Uh, follow by the grape of God. Um, follow Sean uh, Zatkowski. Um, follow, follow Kevin as well. I'll have all of that on the screen here. Um, and I'll just want to finish with this. This is the shirt you guys saw me make a post recently uh, with which it's in Farsi, which is uh, Pachambala, which translates to put your flag up. Um, and uh, Iran is still having a full blown revolution. Um, please be the voice of the voiceless. They are they are in the streets daily. Um, and I mentioned earlier, they deserve freedom because freedom is not reserved to specific borders. It is for human uh, beings and human kindness and there's kind in the word for a reason um uh message for iran uh, you can get these shirts and other um gear similar to this uh follow retail.therapy.clinic um for everything you need they got dope selections um appreciate you guys this has been episode 105 of fumble podcast hit the subscribe button follow me page the maniac Um, and we'll catch you on 106.